welcome to episode number 38 of Become a Guitarist Today with myself, Adam Roach, and my co-host, Ebony Roach. Thanks, Ebony, for doing this. No problem. So for those of you who don't know, Ebony is actually my daughter. She's been playing guitar for how long? So 22 now. Probably started when I was eight. Does the maths. Quick math. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and she's been playing piano, bass guitar, and we've been doing a lot of... Uh, bands and duo gigs together. So we're actually on the set at the moment of one of our duo gigs. In this podcast, we're actually going to answer a few questions that I've had from listeners uh, about my playing and also uh, what I'm up to now. So everybody's going to help me ask some questions and we'll get into it from there. So how old were you when you started playing and why did you start playing guitar? So I was nine years old when I first started. I started when I was in primary school and they had guitar lessons at the school. Yep, so similar to yourself, what you do now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I started just with the basic notes and a couple of easy chords. And then it wasn't really until I was about probably 12 that I got right into it. I mean, I still practiced when I was nine. But when I was about 12, 13, heard Eddie Van Halen, I thought, that's it. I want to be a guitarist. (laughs) (laughs) But just his playing and hearing what he did really influenced me to start. And also, at that same time, I, I started learning at a place called Billy Hyde's Music over in Flemington. So mum and dad used to drive Darren, my brother, and myself over, for Darren for drum lessons and uh, me for guitar lessons. So yeah, I must have a, a sh- big shout out to mum and dad for all the, the time they spent traveling and helping us out with our music. So it was a, a huge bonus having our supportive parents as well. Makes a huge difference. And even like getting started, you know, getting all the gear, um, they helped us a lot with that too. Yeah. Did you start off by reading music? Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, I started learning uh, the notes straight away. And especially later on, once I moved to classical guitar, like I had to read the notes to learn the different techniques. Yeah. Do you think you still use reading music today when you play? No. Or more so by ear? Yeah, yeah. nearly all by ear. Yeah, very rarely. I mean, I use it for teaching, but yeah, not so much for gigs and playing. Yeah. Probably the last time was when you did your catchment kids. Oh, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I had to learn, I was in the pit with the, the band and I had to learn the, the read. But even then, I pretty much rehearsed the songs. And I think the, um, what do they call it? The M, not the MC, what is it? That guy, the conductor? Oh, yeah, MD. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the musical director. Um, yeah, he said to me, I'll just go for it. Yeah, just solo, because he liked what I was doing. Yeah. And do you improvise mostly with all of your solos? Yes. But, um, it's, yeah, it's different. Like, I sometimes I improvise by going through the theory and scales and everything. But a lot of times, just by feel. Yeah. By ear, what feels right. I mean, you know, from last night's gig, a couple of wrong notes in there. <laughs> so it's feels. more so just the key of the song, improvise. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing all the keys, I think it's it's important as well. So yeah, for example, if I'm playing in G, I know that you know it's one F sharp and all the rest are natural. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's really good. So did you do music in school? Yes, I did through all my years actually, up to year twelve. Yeah. Uh, every year I had music. Actually, in year 12, I had practical music and popular music. Okay. So that was um, 
in practical music, I had to learn guitar and piano and do exams for that. Did you have to do both instruments? Yes. Yeah. You had to do two. Yeah, through that I did my yeah, the classical guitar exams and some piano exams. Yeah. I also did, I think from year nine, I started doing the musical drama plays, which I was part of the band from, it was, actually, it was supposed to be a year 10 band. Yeah. But because they didn't have a guitarist, I did, I think it was bass in year nine. Yeah. Now I did guitar in year 10, year 11 and year 12. So all plays. Wow. <laughs> um, they didn't have another guitarist? <laughs> they had a few, but yeah, yeah just need someone to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, myself and there's another guy, Grover Harris, which we, um, it's funny enough, we both got the same birthday. Oh. Born on the same day. Really? <laughs> and grew up in our music class together. Yeah. Yeah, so with the the classes of music, that's where I learnt all my theory as well. And learnt all the uh, the history of music, which was good. It was interesting. And oh, yeah, so in, in the bands too. I think from yeah, year 10, we had our music concerts at lunchtimes. Yeah. We used to go out in the quadrangle, do our performances. Or in, the, they called it the Echo Centre. Yeah. The big hall. Yeah, so every year we did that. That was really good for live performance, getting good used practice. to. Mm. Yeah. Actually, year ten or year eleven, that's when I met Lisa Astor. She was a singer of our, our later band to come, Eclipse. Yeah. So we actually went to school together, and then from there, yeah, we formed Eclipse. Actually, going back a little bit, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, because Darren, my brother, he's the, the drummer. Yeah. So we always grew up playing together. So when I started playing guitar, he was playing drums as well. So I'd say nearly every night, you know, <laughs> jam, we'll jam and play. Did you write your own songs when you were in a band? Yes. Yeah. So even before we had the band, like Darren and I, we used to always write songs. Mm. They'd like be part of our practice. We'd get together, jam, you know, write little riffs. Did you we, write the music and lyrics or? No, I wrote the, all the music. Yeah. Uh, and Darren wrote some too. Uh, but Darren wrote all the lyrics yeah. back then. Until Lisa come along, then she started writing lyrics as well. But yeah, back growing up together, we just basically yeah, jam, record them down. So I still got heaps of tapes at home. And any tips writing music for people trying to start? Uh, just whatever feels best, I guess. I mean, with us, it was more, you know, we get a different idea, jamming out with the drums, and or Darren might come up with a beat, then I'd write a riff over the top of that. Yeah. And as far as like when we got the ideas, it was all over the place. I remember I actually used to get a lot of ideas at night time. Yeah. I'd go to bed, lay there, and da, 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 get this little idea. <laughs> have to get up, plug my four track in, yeah. record it down. Otherwise, it would be gone if I didn't record it down. So it really started off with little riffs and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all, all riffs. And put them all together in one song. So, for example, uh, one of the Eclipse songs, which sounds like this... So I think Lisa came into the scene about 89, I was in year 12, she was in year 11. So it was just you and Uncle Darren? Yep. <laughs> yeah, so the two of us, and then actually before Lisa came about, we had uh, Darren Gray, the bass player. Yeah. Cuz. So he was a friend of Darren's, and he said, hey, I might start bass. So he started bass, so learning, and then yeah, in 89 we got the band together, just jamming, and then he came onto the scene, we'd just start writing songs. Yeah, then 89, that's when Lisa come into the band. Then again, we'll just rehearse, write songs. Actually, the way Lisa come in, 
we had two songs already called Who Do You Think You Are and Don't Let Go. Yeah. So we had those two and thought, I want to try and get vocals on it. So I asked Lisa to come down and record vocals. And she come in, and it sounded great. And that was it. And she was a part of the band. And then from there, yeah, just kept going. Uh, did our first gig, a place called Stewart's in Melbourne and Carlton. And invited all their friends, had heaps of people down. Yeah. <laughs> so we did a mixture of covers and originals. And in 1990, we went to America. And how did that happen? Uh, that happened from an exchange student we had stayed at our house, Chris Lowe. Yeah. His mum's a music teacher uh, at the time she was in uh, Michigan, around that way. So she teed up all these gigs for us. That's really cool. So we did, uh, I think it was like two weeks, playing at high schools. We did a state prison. And how old were you? <laughs> I was uh, I was 18. Okay. Yeah. But we had, on the whole trip, there was 14 of us went over. Yeah. So there was four in a band. They had mum and dad, <laughs> uh, my little sister, Christy. They had roadies, and then Lisa's uh, sister. Yeah, all friends. And, yeah, it was a good little experience. Yeah. So over there, we had to hire all the gear. Yeah, it was good. And what about gigging in Melbourne when you got back? Yeah, so we did a lot of supports when we got back. Yeah. We played like the Player Hotel in Mill Park. Uh, we supported the, the regular cover band, which is called Barney Does Bedrock. They played there every Friday and we did support. Yeah. Um, we supported a Kiss cover band called Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just all different bands. Yeah. And did you start playing your own gigs after that? or? Yeah, not many. I mean, we did a lot of Bella bands and one yeah. knows. Yeah, not really many big performances of our own gigs. Yeah. It was more supports because, yeah, the original scene is not much. So then you graduated high school and then did you do music after that? Yeah, I did. Um, actually, this was in 1990. I did the advanced certificate in music. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like a year or two, but I did it for six months. And that's when we went over to America with a band. And, okay. And I just never went back, just stuck to the music, <laughs> <laughs> kept writing, Yeah. teaching, because I was teaching... I actually started teaching when I was 15. Yeah. And just kept it up ever since. What made you want to become a teacher? Uh, I just really liked seeing people get other things out of it, you know, learning different techniques and being part of their process of learning yeah. guitar. Shows or any appearances with Eclipse? Yes, we did actually. Yeah. We did um, a show called New Faces with uh, Bert Newton. Yeah. So I think we're actually the first band on the show at the, the new series at the time. Actually, I can't remember what year it was. Maybe 91, 92. Mm-hmm. And we're up against uh, another band, which actually turned out to be the band called Human Nature, oh. <laughs> which have gone on to do huge things. Yeah. So they were on the same show as us at the time. Um, Were so, they just a cappella back then still? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I really can't remember. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we did our own song called Living for Today, which I think Lisa wrote lyrics for that one. I wrote the music. Yeah. And yeah, actually we'll play a little bit now.
Okay, so that song was recorded at Studio 52. And that was actually one of our prizes for one of the competitions we won. Yeah. We won a recording time at the studio. So we recorded that one and another song called The Message, which, um, yeah, I think Mark... Oh, sorry, now, going back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Mark. Yeah. So I think, yeah, after we come back from America, we decided we want another guitarist. Yeah. So Mark Turner is another guy I went to school with as well. And we were in the band and everything together. So, yeah, he came in and started doing guitar and vocals as well. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so who's on that recording, Living For Today and The Message. So Mark is actually a co-writer of that one as well. Yeah. And, yeah, actually, that comes back to our other gigs. So we started doing the Epping Hotel. That was our own gig. Okay. Uh, so we started doing that for, for a little while. And actually, I think that's where Mark met his, met his wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was either Epping or Plough Hotel. Yeah. Mark will correct me for that one. <laughs> yeah, so that was really good, having two guitars and doing harmony solos. Yeah. And adding another vocal, harmony vocal to the band. So what happened with Eclipse after that? Uh, I think it was maybe like 93... Yeah, we just sort of went, went our own ways and, yeah, I mean, Lisa started doing uh, another reception band. Yeah. So she did that and, I mean, she's still busy to this day doing her gigs and we still play together every now and then. Yeah. And then, yeah, just with Eclipse, we started doing it for a little while with Mark. Actually, from there, I think, yeah, I started doing a lot of cover bands, like I did a 70s cover band. Okay. Called it Explosive Hits. Yeah. And that was really good fun, you know, all the... The Rock 70 songs. And then I got offered, got offered a job to go to Jakarta, Indonesia. Yeah. And so it was a band called Wild Style. So from and there... was that covers, Wild Style? Yeah, all covers. Yeah, pretty much Eclipse was my only origi- like a big original band that I had going. Yeah. Was it weird going from originals to covers? It was. Yeah. Because when I was doing originals, I thought, nah, never been a cover band. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did our covers with the band, like we did some Van Halen and other songs. Yeah. But, yeah, I never really wanted to be in a cover band. Yeah. <laughs> Full cover band. But is that what how you make a living out of covers? Definitely, yeah. yeah. That's where, yeah, all the money is. So I pretty much had to do that. So, yeah, so going to Jakarta, that's where I had you. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you come into the picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so back then, come back to Australia and did the family thing. <laughs> so I had to keep up the cover gigs and teaching. Had a few other jobs now and then. Yeah. Uh, going back and forth from Indonesia with Van Wildstyle. We'd go for four months at a time, come back. Yep. And that's where, do you remember those days? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like playing over there? Oh, it was great. Yeah. We were playing six nights a week. Wow. Yeah, every night. Except we had Sundays off. Yeah. So we'd do, I think, like three sets. And, you know, rehearse uh, during the day sometimes. Because we always try and, because yeah, we had a lot of the same customers coming. Yeah. So we'd try and mix up the repertoire. And at that time I was doing, actually the first time we had a keyboardist and like the full band, but the second time we went over we had a mini disc. Okay. So I was so actually... So how did that work? So the drummer was playing to the, the mini disc. Yeah. Which was uh, the second time over, uh, who was it? Joe, the drummer, mm-hmm. and Jason on bass. But I, I was actually sequencing the, the keyboard parts as well. Okay. So I'd learn all the keyboards and guitar parts. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a bit of a challenge, but about the, the repertoire and different songs and actually one of the places we played at Surabaya we're doing an instrumental set first so myself Joe and uh, Jason would go on just a three piece mm. go do all these instrumentals and mm. a bit of fun do some blues rock and nice yeah fusion songs and then the band would come on and do their thing yeah so from there 
Yeah, we come back to Australia. Live in 97, I think. And that's when I joined a band called House Arrest, which yeah. I had for a few years. That, that was great fun. What kind uh, of music? Cover bands. That was just like rock, top 40. Yeah. All the rock covers. So I had myself, uh, Anthony Emery on bass, Paul Lockwood on vocals, and Ray Deegan on drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the four of us doing the, the rock covers. And we had residencies at, in the city, a place called the Ivy, uh, Baby Grand, and all different places around town, around Melbourne. And so, yeah, pretty much insane, just being doing different bands. And then I'd say about 90, late 90s, um, early 2000s, I got into more of the duo work, solo work. And actually, Mark Turner and myself uh, from Eclipse, we always had uh, duos going on as well. So yeah. in, in between the bands. Additional and, to the bands, yeah. yeah. So as well as having the, the duo with Mark, I also had a, a duo with my sister, Christy, uh, a duo called Showtime. So we actually did a lot of duo, trio, band work, uh, pretty much whatever came up with that. And yeah, that's still running today as well. So Christy's still got that going and we still play together every now and then. And so that's been good fun. You know, another one with the family playing together. And my uh, Darren, my brother, was also part of that as well, playing some percussion. We had that. So we had a few things, a few projects happening. And then I had a few original projects too. Okay. So I was working for an original artist called Alana Atkinson, so doing all our own songs. and So we did a TV show with that as well for the ABC. And actually Mark and I did a few TV shows too. <laughs> uh, one called Pot of Gold, which we won. Yeah. And we also did New Faces. Okay. But we didn't win. From there, the duo work, um, what made you get into duo from the band? Uh, well, the band work just started to disappear. Just the scene in Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. Like all the pokey started coming into it and yeah. band work dropped down. I mean, our band broke up as well. Yeah. So pretty much after house arrest, yeah, it was all um, duo, trio work. Yeah. Very rarely band work. I mean, it comes up occasionally, but not much at all. Yeah. So yeah, it just seemed the way to go, getting to the... Mainly acoustic gigs, but then later on had to do some the backing tracks yeah. <laughs> for people to dance to. <laughs> so do you prefer doing your acoustic gigs compared to the backing tracks? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just feel, feels more real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people actually hear you playing, do what you're doing, rather than thinking, oh, is he playing that? Yeah, so that was good. So actually, talking about acoustic gigs, we better cut this one short. We'll yeah, continue yeah. it later, after yeah. later on. Um, but yeah, we're about to go to our acoustic gig. So see you real soon after this song. Though your world is so cold Maybe I'm just too demanding Maybe I'm just like my father too bold Maybe I'm just like my mother She's never satisfied Why do we scream at each other? This is what it sounds like when doves cry 
Since doing the cover work, have you had any other original bands or have any going at the moment? Not at the moment, but I did have one called Boy Crowed Wolf, mm-hmm. which is a, like a, a project type band with myself and you. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> guitar and vocals as well. Yeah. And that was 2010, I think that was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, recorded an album. Um, and Tony Ionella, he wrote all the songs. And we sort like um, put out our own little flavour to them. But I'm actually going to interview Tony in a couple of weeks' time. So he'll be on a podcast talking about that album. Yeah. And the, the meaning behind all the songs. But um, yeah, we'll have a quick listen to one of them now. You take my soul away You take my soul away Now you're talking in your sleep But it don't mean a thing And you're changing that was a great little project that we had uh, with Mark Lasco on bass and and Steve on drums. Yeah, so we did a few gigs of that one. One battle of the bands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you enjoy your time with Boy Cry Wolf? Yeah, it was very good. So that was my well, my first type of original work, wasn't it? Yeah, first um, album. Yeah, my first album, first time in studio, um, which was interesting. First time backing vocals, and yeah, it was really good, really good experience. Um, it was great that we won Battle of the Bands, too. So, yeah. yeah it was good to play together, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's good to be in a band, too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully we'll get a new band coming soon. Yeah. A funky band, so look out for that. So what are you up to now, Dad? Well, now, just doing more of the acoustic work. I'm trying to hopefully get out of doing the solo work. Just because it's becoming more of a job. Yeah. And when music becomes like a job, then something needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've always enjoyed music, but sometimes with the solo gigs, it does become a little bit boring. Yeah, I like to get, do gigs where people actually appreciate the music as well. Um, so besides that, yeah, you're doing a new little funky band. We have a couple of guys I used to play with in... Actually, <laughs> another one I forgot. Another original band I had called Busted Up. That was with uh, Mark Turner as well. Uh, so Mark from Eclipse, Zul, that used to be in Wildstyle with me, and then his friend uh, Hezzy, he was on keyboards at that time, so Hezzy's actually playing bass in a new band. Yeah. And at that time, we busted up, we had a bass player called Grant. And which, what kind of music was busted up? That was like blues rock. Yeah. Yeah, so that, actually that album's on the, the website on Become a Guitarist Today. On the, I think it's under Songs, the tab. And that was really good too. Yeah, songs that Mark and I wrote years ago, probably about 20 years ago. Just had little little ideas and I went back over our tapes and pulled them back out again and got full songs out of it. That's great. So that was really good. Yeah, so we'll get to one of the songs now from Busted Up. So that was pretty much my last original band. Yeah, busted up. Yeah. And since then, yeah, not really much original, just all the covers. 
And so now you're still teaching? Yeah, so I've got three schools I teach at, yep. and plus at home. And so, how are you finding that? Yeah, great. No, I love, always love teaching. Yeah. I've been doing full-time teaching now for probably the past yeah, 20 years. Yeah. Doing it full-time. And do you only teach guitar? No, I do drums, bass, ukulele, piano, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that keeps you busy. Yeah. And you also incorporate musician into teaching, don't you? Yes, for yeah. sure. Musician's been a great app yeah. um, for teaching. It's definitely changed my ways of teaching over the last, say, two years. Mm-hmm. And what are your tips for people starting out on guitar? Well, definitely practice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big part. Do you notice uh, a difference with your students? Yeah. I definitely tell the ones that go home and practice, the ones that just come back and make up the excuses. Like, <laughs> well, I had basketball on Monday. I had <laughs> uh, swimming on Tuesday. <laughs> No time for guitar. <laughs> no. I mean, I always tell people, as long as you can find, say, 10 to 15 minutes a day, yep. then that's a good start. Yeah, you don't want to go a few days without it and then do maybe half hour for one day. You really want to get that consistent practice every day. Yep. Uh, just to really, especially people starting off, to get your fingers used to the guitar. Yeah. Because I find people just starting, if they don't play guitar for a few days and they go back into it, their main problem is oh my fingers are sore you know they always say complain about the fingers being sore yeah but if they practice every day then toughens up the fingers and that gets that going so that's probably the main thing what about the type of guitar people should be using uh, i would say i mean acoustic's good to yeah. start off with nylon string um mainly for the younger kids the older kids probably steel string or electric yeah but for the younger ones definitely nylon so next week I'm interviewing the guy from Living Music and we're actually going to go over all the tips for people, what to look for when buying a guitar. Oh, great. And things like that. So yeah, that'd be really good. Yeah. Yeah, so and also now, hopefully I just want to do more gigs with yourself. With me? Yeah. Because yeah. I think nothing really beats playing music with your family. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great, especially seeing you grow up, you know, from such a young age, watching me on stage when you're like eight months old yeah. <laughs> in Indonesia. Well, um, definitely had a very good teacher, that's for sure. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and then doing your first gig at 12, playing bass in our, yeah. for our, our wedding that we did. And then from there, what else we've done? We've done, yeah, the original bands. Yeah. And just always played music. Around we, the house, yeah. at home. You through year 12, you also helped me with the band that I was in. That's right. <laughs> so yeah. it was really good. Yeah. But yeah, I owe it all to you, Dad. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you for being my co-host today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No worries. And thank you, everyone, for listening in and learning more about myself. We'll see you next week for another podcast of Become a Guitarist Today. Thank you again, Ebony. No problem. And until next week. Keep keep jamming. Jamming.